0: hey guys welcome to the babbling pastor podcast my name is michael and i'm rob stay
1: with us as we talk about church theology culture and everything in between yo what's up everybody welcome back to the babbling pastor podcast the podcast for all the everything all of the everything is that is that the new slogan yeah all of the the podcast for all of the everything I like that. We should get a t-shirt made. I figure going into the new year, you might as well, you know, rebrand all that sort of stuff. And all of the everything literally includes everything. So it's the junk drawer of podcasts. It's the (laughs) The junk drawer. I like it. That's really good. If you can't find that key to your car or the garage that you lost years ago, it's probably, probably in there somewhere. Good luck. (laughs) So, uh this month welcome back guys second week of the last uh podcast of this year um we're addressing some of the questions you guys sent in on instagram in regards to uh specifically the old testament Mo- most of these questions have to do with that uh, today we're going to be covering and by covering i feel like it's going to be a lot of uh like redirecting to other resources but <laughs> the
0: question a lot of us is- shrugging our shoulders
1: <laughs> yeah i'm going uh. I, don't, I don't know why i actually have a funny story about that as soon as i'll read the question first and i'll tell you so uh one of the questions that came in was they said i pretty much have questions about you know the nephilim i've wrestled a little with how we decide what's in the canon which we kind of touched upon a little bit in the last episode but uh wrestled with what's in the canon and what's not but the more i read the apocrypha and learn about church history um the more questions i have so um the Nephilim, I do have a, a funny story going into this, right? So I was on a podcast not too long ago. By the time this airs, that podcast would have aired. But we sat down and we did some like pre-questions and whatever. And they they threw out, uh, this was the day before. And they threw out, they're like, hey, when you come in tomorrow, we'll ha- we'll talk a little bit about theology and then we'll get into these questions. Which I thought meant, oh, okay, I mean, I can do theology, no big deal. First question, sit down. Hey, what uh, what's your opinion on the Nephilim? And I'm like that that's the theology you're just throwing like i didn't have i didn't prep for this <laughs> i didn't look up anything to do with this you're just going to throw that out there um wow yeah. yeah so basically my answer i was like uh just look up uh dr michael heiser just just look up just look up that like i i have nothing to offer you at all on this topic <laughs> just look up uh just look up heiser and that'll that'll give you all the all the information you need so so the
0: theological truth here is that we need to understand as Christians, no matter how learned you are, it's okay to say, I don't know, call this guy.
1: Yeah. Well, there are so there are experts, in, well, uh, yeah, that uh, because of, and you could probably like, it'd be interesting to kind of have this conversation beside the question here. But I feel like there were a lot of things that I wasn't taught. Growing up in church, um, that are in the Bible, and then when you come across them, you go, "What? Is, what is that? <laughs> like what? I don't. No one ever talked. There was no flannel graph of the nephilim. Okay, there was none of that. There was no. <laughs> there was no coloring. <laughs> sheet. There was no. Let's make a handcraft of. Although uh, that would have been awesome, it would have been terrifying. I would have been like, "What? Well, hold on. So you're telling me these beams." that you you don't you can't tell me what they are um came down and had relations with with women and then there were ba- babies born and <laughs> those those were like really strong babies like i don't i want to can we go back to jonah in the well i can we do that one like i just feel like that what i can get
0: <laughs> yeah it's it is a um It's it's a weird question man and so it comes from Genesis 6
1: mm-hmm.
0: um 1 through 4 I'm
1: just going to turn there cuz it's easier that way to just read it to him Yep Where's Genesis again? I think it's at the end at the end, pretty the end. At the end of the beginning. So, as you get there, funny, funny story. So, when we read, so we do family devotions every night, and the Bible, the devotional that we do, it kind of it goes through. The whole point is to show Jesus in all of Scripture, so it kind of jumps around occasionally. So, the game we play with the kids is: is this book New Testament or Old Testament? <laughs> so they got a finny finny shot, and it's funny how often they get it wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Genesis. Did you find it? Was it in the back?
0: Um, actually, the back. It was in the back, but it was only in the back because I actually was looking at my Bible upside down. So,
1: oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So um, I was technically right.
0: Genesis. Yeah, but I did find it, and it says this Genesis six. So this is just before the flood, for all you Bible scholars out there. Um, and verse one says, "Now it came about." when men began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, whomever they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, because he is also, or because he also is flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, aka, that's a sexual reference. Yeah, um, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. So those were the mighty men who were of old. That is talking about the Nephilim. Yep.
1: So that's yeah. We got. So
0: that's that's all we know.
1: No. Uh, I So. I, <laughs> Well, that's all we know, guys.
0: Thanks know. for I, <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Um, so but I think that, that there are actually different views, yes, um, on on this, on what the what the scriptures mean by the sons of God. Um and I so for for instance, um, that one of the views is that the sons of God is just a, a reference to um, men who um, were on God's team, like men like like us now, right? Like men who were godly men who chased after God, except they went for daughters of men, which, um, in this view, implies that 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 they're talking about um, women who were not um, religious, who who did not seek after God, and so you have this intermarriage of. Christian, non-Christian, um, uh, God follower, not God follower. And so that bore. But, but that doesn't explain the, the, uh, the bearing of a giant men of renown called Nephilim. So that, that view in and of itself kind of seems to me to be self-defeating a little bit.
1: Sort of a vanilla watered-down view. It's sort of like, let's try to explain this in the most not Lord of the Rings way possible
0: yeah yeah so the Nephilim were
1: actually orcs it's funny you bring that up Uh, (laughs) we need to get you and Heisner on a podcast and I need you to defend your position of orcs (laughs) that's what I need to happen
0: I have a feeling that if if you got Heiser on a podcast and started comparing he would actually laugh and think that's a cool idea yeah because he seems like a Lord of the Rings nerd kind of guy
1: it's, yeah, it's no, no
0: offense to him, I guess, but, um, yeah. And I think one of the interesting things about this that I, I don't have an answer for this, so, um, there's that, but that this statement is before the flood mm-hmm. happens. It's actually what leads God into the flood account. Um, verse five, right after this, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and then it goes directly into the Noah flood account right um so this is the this is the thing that happened the great rebellion that sort of led into god saying that's it right flood happens but in numbers 13 33 one of the reasons that the um the spies who, who were sent, so this is, uh, they sent 12 spies into the land to scope it out and come back and say, okay, this is what we got because God was gonna send them into the promised land to conquer it. Well, um, these, the spies for the most part, um, apart from a couple of them, right? Um, came back and gave this like, called a bad report of the land. Um, which they'd spied out, Uh, they said the land through which we have gone and spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great size. There also we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak are part of the Nephilim and we became like grasshoppers in our own sight and so we were in their sight. So this is an obvious after the flood there are still descendants of the, uh, or Nephilim, the descendants of Enek. Um, so, uh, and, you know, maybe, I just haven't done research on it. So maybe that statement, the sons of Enek, maybe you can trace Enek back
1: to one of Noah's sons or something. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But So there's there's two things specifically here that I think are really important, especially because this question comes up a lot. Like, I, I I don't get it a ton, but I get it enough where I'm just like, this is—it's the reason I even looked it up and even found the Naked uh, Naked Bible podcast, which is Michael Heiser's podcast, in which he does look again. If you want to know in depth about this, a lot of history in this. Heiser is an Old Testament scholar. He looks at this a lot. He's got a ton of stuff on it. Uh, there's things I agree with him. Things I think he's a little wonky on. But he's clearly smarter than me in regards to research. So you take that as you will. I think the bigger point here is that. Um, there's a lot of things within the Jewish faith that Christianity obviously comes from that we just, we, we, we haven't focused on and haven't thought about. In fact, he has a really interesting podcast, I forget exactly which one it is, where he's actually referring, he connects what Paul says in Corinthians a little bit to, um, to, to back to the Nephilim, which is he, basically the loose association he makes is that Paul would have been aware of um, Jewish teaching, obviously, on this topic he would have uh, been aware of um, like Paul would have been aware of the Apocrypha and the you know all of the uh, all of the Jewish writings that we don 't have in the Old Testament he would have been aware of those, um, and he would have been taking a lot of his understanding from those teachings when he then taught as well and we 're missing that through you know through throughout time here what we have but paul would have understood certain things certain ways based on his knowledge and his teaching of that um the the point is that one this isn't like a i think it's important to note a salvation issue (laughs) like you diving into the nephilim isn't going to uh, uh affect that at all but it is an interesting topic to look into to discover that there's a lot there that um a lot of stories there, a lot of stuff that was taught there that we just, we don't know. Like we just, if you don't look at it, you're not going to be aware it's there right now. The one thing I would cautious be cautious about is like, don't get obsessed with this stuff. Like this is, there's a lot of stuff there that's super interesting historically, understanding wise context, a lot of stuff that like, when I, I mean, I'll listen to it on the way it works. I'm like, this is really interesting historical things, the belief systems that they had, like, this is all really interesting. Um, one of the reasons that I would say that, like, for example, the book of Enoch, uh, I know that, for example, Jude mentions it. Uh, this is something that I think that they're actually mentioned in the book of Enoch as well. Um, and I think this is probably what this person is asking, like, well, why that's not in the canon then if, you know, we have to understand, like we talked briefly about, like the scriptures and the putting together canon is specifically about Jesus. Like that's that's the idea, to tell you about who Jesus is, what he did and how that lines up with everything else that happened. Now there's a lot of other events that occurred, sinful things that occurred, things that God was not happy about um, um, and and things like that, that happened that'd be interesting to look at, but don't necessarily affect the overall idea of what we're, what's being communicated in the scripture. And that's, that's, I think the differentiation you have to make, like um, the, the scriptures are telling one story here, about salvation and about humanity and about God. And there's a lot of these other things happening on the sidelines that are incredibly mind bending. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's I, I think we've really like watered down like, well, and something that Heisner talks about a lot is like the spiritual realm. Like there's, there's a lot of Narni esque Lord of the ring esque <laughs> things that occur that we're just like, uh, unless you're like in hyper charismatic circles, like, you're just like, no, that's not a thing. That didn't happen. And you're like, well, I don't know. Like, there's some stuff that's kind of crazy over here. Uh, yeah, I, I think
0: so. He, when I first started listening, when I first heard him start talking about, I don't even remember what it was actually. But but I just remember thinking, this dude, I'm going to keep listening because I want to hear how ridiculous he is. I, I, honestly, that's that's where at first I, I I thought this guy – is crazy um just because of some of the stuff he was saying and 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 if you've grown up uh, really kind of classic christianity um what there there are things that we choose um to believe uh supernatural stuff um that are just as impossible as the things that you might hear heiser say yeah. uh, just as ridiculous we believe in a virgin birth, right? I mean, there's nothing more ridiculous than that. I, I believe it wholeheartedly that that happened. Mm-hmm. And I believe that if you don't believe that, you're probably not a Christian. <laughs> like, that's pretty basic Christianity. Um, but, but that's crazy, right? I mean, if, if we're just going to, like, put, put it out there, the virgin birth... Um, our entire our entire faith is based upon um, someone bringing himself back from the dead mm-hmm. right um, so all that to say what what miser what miser what Heiser would say um, it, when he explains it um, kind of the big picture of it is we have all of these beliefs and and doctrinally it's it it is all true he affirms all the same things that i would doctrinally pretty much and um all the important stuff i don't know where he is on on smaller issues like eschatology and whatever else but um but all all the majors right that would make someone a christian or orthodox in in many ways and um and yet what he says is there there's what he talks about in his book is the unseen realm that's kind of the main one that uh, that explains all of this um and what he would say is that his his book and his work has been really to to give us the the biblical framework that's going on in the unseen realm <laughs> um outside of and within our world right it doesn't change our doctrine it doesn't change even how we view scripture necessarily it it just adds the framework behind um the whole biblical story that we don't necessarily have otherwise that's how he would talk about it is it's a framework for scripture that we have that leads us to the doctrines we believe that are still the same it doesn't change anything but yeah um in his yeah, so he, he says that the sons of God there, that he specifically talks about the um, Hebrew terminology, um, Elohim, Elohim, um, and that that is a very generic word for God, small g. Uh, in fact, when you read in the Old Testament uh, a lot through Genesis and other places that um, the phrase Lord God um it, it's referencing yahweh elohim so this specific god yahweh right so this word elohim um it is just a word that means in his words um a divine being um that's all that it references um and so when it says sons of God, his take on that is that there were divine beings, part of the fallen angels that we would call demons or whatever in our, in our kind of typical um, and, and that these divine beings did in fact do exactly what it says in Genesis. They came down, lusted after the daughters of men, took them as wives, um, had relations with them. They had children. Those children were the Nephilim. That's essentially how he would, he would unpack that. Um, and the, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really, if you, if you want to binge on something with a notebook in front of you for a while, I mean, throw some, throw some Heiser videos in front of yourself.
1: Yeah.
0: Listen to a few. Now he, I'll, I'll, throw this at you from from the beginning and michael you can correct me if you think i'm wrong but he's he's incredibly monotone and he has a tendency to rattle on about things and get like he doesn't have a solid good outline in front of him sort of a thing
1: um a lot of his stuff is coming from study over the years and he's just throwing out yeah
0: yeah but if you if you want to hear I wouldn't even recommend the naked Bible podcast as much as I would recommend getting on YouTube and just look up Michael Heiser or Dr. Michael Heiser, um, H E I S E R. Um, and, um, look at just, just watch some of his lectures or things that he interviews or, or whatever, when he's explaining some of this stuff in the unseen realm. And It is it is really fascinating. Even if you walk away going that guy's crazy, Mm -hmm. it is really fascinating. Yeah, and good content to give you insight into at least one of those viewpoints, um, which is convincing enough. It's hard to. I mean, I can't argue with it. You know,
1: but well, and that's a good. I think to end this this particular episode, that's a good note to end on, in the sense that like you're gonna find, and what I found essentially, there's a lot of. I'm on TikTok more just because of doing like TikTok reviews and kind of going through and breaking those down. But there's a lot, what I found all that to say on TikTok, there's a lot of Bible scholars, quote unquote, that are (coughs) um, in the same type of fields as Heisner, but are saying um, a little bit different things. So it's good that Heisner's in that, doing what he's doing. Because there's others that are not aligned with the Gospels, I mean, that aren't Christian as Heisner is, that are saying similar things and actually using those things to try to disprove Scripture. So the fact that he's in there, like, even even if you don't agree with him, and I would Mm -hmm. encourage you to push back against what anybody says and actually look at Scripture, but he he has... a ton of knowledge on the Old Testament and things that honestly a lot of people just have. They, we just don't want to get into often, and he kind of opens that box and in his monotone voice goes, "Well, I guess we'll do it." And then he walks through it. Um, but it's 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 good to listen to him just because of he is coming from it from a from a believer's background, um, yeah. whereas there's a lot of people that I've seen that aren't that are saying things um, similar to what he's saying or opposite to what he's saying, um, using the exact same words that he's saying, but they're coming at it differently. So it's good to have somebody like him as a resource to at least reference. um, Because like you said, so when you come up against Heiser, you're gonna be like, well, I don't know how to argue against that because that sounds good. (laughs) That's the same thing that happens. i found on, online when other people do that like you see these videos and these people have like 12 degrees in the background and they're talking about elohim and they have degrees in old testament studies you're like how am i supposed to combat this you clearly know more than i do um and that's where heisner comes in as a really good resource to say okay well yeah there's 12 degrees on their back he's got those two they're saying this disproves the scripture he's saying it proves it so like let's look at this then because just because you're super smart doesn't mean you're super right. And so it's one of those <laughs> things where you can you can actually use him as a resource to not feel so defeated whenever these claims come up. Because you like you're like, I don't know. I don't have a clue if this is right. And he's a good resource to go to uh, in that regard. So yep.
0: Yeah, I I think so the thing that he said that convinced me to to go to look into it and take it seriously and think about what he was saying. Two things, one, um, I use um, Logos or Logos Bible software in everything that I do when it comes to Bible study, just about um, sermon development. I have lots and lots of resources on there that I use. And I found out that he was one of the um, main contributors when it came to Hebrew um, for, he worked for Logos for a long time um and so that was one thing that made me go huh okay well then he's not just some goofball with some degree or whatever right like he's a serious bible scholar um but the second thing that i'd never thought about before i mean i'm which is stupid i'm you know here i am i do this for a living i get paid to study the bible essentially and um i i had never thought of it like he worded it when he said look you don't have any problem believing and the seraphim or the cherubim, um, and those are not angels, they're completely different critters, right? It explains what they look like, right? I've never they,
1: heard of the seraphim described as critters, yeah.
0: Well, you know, um, but but I mean, they're completely different and and uh, otherworldly, they're crazy looking things, you know, and um, and yet. Uh, I don't have a problem believing in that, so so just take it for what it is, right? And let's actually look into this and see what the scripture actually is talking about. That's the important thing. And and one of the one of the things that I always say when we're walking through Matthew as a church or other things, um, uh, I'm doing a men's Bible study through Hebrews. Uh, so all the times that we're tackling scripture, we have to tackle it understanding it doesn't matter what scripture means to you right i mean at the end of the day it doesn't matter that's not the intent peter wasn't writing to michael or rob right he was writing to specific people he was writing to the church um as and and so point being you have to understand what was going on in that culture you have to study when you study the bible you're not only doing word studies you're you're studying what was culture like then? What would they have heard him saying and what would it have meant to them? And now I can draw application from it for my own life. Yeah. Well, this isn't any different. Um, and what what Michael Heiser is doing is looking at... Um, documents and, um, literature that was literally from that time that we haven't always had access to. Um, and so he's, he's drawing from what all these other cultures that were going on then, um, what was going on in culture. So he's doing the same thing that I would tell someone to do Um, in that i'm saying study it in context in geographical cultural historical context so you know what they're saying so you know what the writer's saying to the people he was writing to and that's really what heiser is trying to do
1: good deal so guys hopefully that at least uh, i know we didn't answer your question about the nephilim but apparently hopefully we gave you information to go to, to some resources to go look up for that because it is something that's interesting. It is something that people have questions about. And it is honestly something we don't talk about hardly ever, if ever in church. So that's, you know, there's, there are resources out there that are, that are Christ centered resources. That's going to help you answer those questions. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.